0: I've got this little note this morning of something. This is from the um, one of the discourses to Satchaka 36th Sutra of the Majjhima Nikaya. When that pleasant feeling has arisen in him, it does not invade his mind and remain because body is developed. When painful feeling has arisen in him, it does not invade his mind, and remain, because mind is developed. It's interesting. Pleasant feeling does not invade his mind, and remain, because body is developed. Painful feeling does not invade his mind, and remain, because mind is developed. development of body, development of mind. We can consider these in terms of developing um, jitta, developing panya, the knowing, jitta, presence. So just to go around these kind of um, so these are sometimes looked at as, as practices to do with samatha. And practice is, uh, is that, that which is developing the body, that is developing a certain sense of, of presence, which is uh, um, more like a samatha or a samadhi practice where in a way one's, uh, one's exercise, one's cultivation is to develop a certain like solidity of experience, the solidity of being, this is of course a kind of touchy area linguistically because as soon as you start saying things like that people get frightened about you know, self-views and atmans and ultimate beings creeping in, uh, so it's what you do with it really, if you, you want to make it into one, but just to a- acknowledge that there, there is a uh, uh, an experienced sense of being something you know the, what the something is continually changes from time to time we have this sense of you know being here I and mean, then being here feeling happy sad joyful expectant whatever but a, there is some kind of basic amorphous sense of being here which is jitta you yeah. and you can make jitta into self but as um, one as well so that's the assumption it is, oh, it's me, I'm here, I don't quite know who I am, but here I am. <coughs> and I am seems to go through various changes all the time. Um, it's just a sense, it's a reference to, a, to a, a, a sensed experience. You can't try and rub that out. It's, um, you might try, try to take the space out of, a, out of the room or trying to clean up your own footsteps, you keep making more. It's also whether one uh, wants to or not, it's just a a, a case that if you do some of these meditation exercises, you do get a a sense of um, palpable sense of being. You know, people can experience themselves as as uh, much more defined in a way, more like, often in a feeling sense. They feel more sensitive, they feel more happy, they feel depressed, they feel joyful, they feel unloved, and these, these things, these effects are actually experienced much more tangibly and deeply. Um, these are the effects on the jitta, the presence picks up these particular effects. Mm. And uh, as you develop even a kind of modest level of samadhi, that sense of stability and continuity and reflectiveness gives rise to this experience of of a kind of a body or presence, presence of mind. Mm. But it's not a thought. Mm. It's not an idea. It's 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 of the same dimension as that sense which knows when you're standing when you're leaning over when you're balanced or when you're not balanced whether you're well or not well um, an overall sense this is where I am, this is what I am now, as, we, as that becomes clearer then one begins to contemplate that and first of all, look at the blemishes and the impurities the wounds in it, if you like the, the, the grief in it, the uh, hurt in it, the uh, anger in it, the
1: confusion in
0: it, the fearfulness in it. And of course, uh, circumstances of our day can trigger those off. Whether you have an unfortunate meeting in the kitchen or whether, you know, the meditation isn't going so well or whatever. You know, various things can flash into that, and you get these quite strong and powerful effects. As we all know, we get quite sensitive on retreat. So, things that would have just been, oh, well, it's that, become intensely felt. What's happening, in a way, is that that very presence, that that body, if you like, of jitta, as it becomes more apparent, um, is, more, is more evident. One's able to witness. And often in an unknowing way, uh, or or perhaps in a a slightly knowing way, some of the basic wounds or the basic uh, flawed patterns in there, in that. This is the way you get to know yourself, speaking again very conventionally, not knowing oneself from the personality viewpoint, but knowing oneself perhaps a little more deeply, Knowing the, the inherent karma, knowing the vipaka that's there, whether you know one one one's mind inclines, one's jitta has a has a depression in it, where we feel kind of depressed or defeated, or whether it's got a uh, rage in it, mm-hmm. or whether it feels kind of uh, uh, hurt and frightened, and uh, so you know. And that's different. We may notice ordinarily a whole kind of range of, of moods and effects kind of fluttering across the surface of the jitta. The, don't give us a very diff, defined pers, perspective on what we really have to deal with. When you get a little bit of samadhi, you see more clearly to some of the more deeply etched, uh, deeply ingrained patterns, the anxiety pattern or the depression pattern or the rage pattern or the sadness pattern. Mm. these are the, the kind of wounds of jitta, the wounds of presence and they're actually where presence has been denied, so you have a, an absence where there should be a presence um, in a way um, that some of that absence has to be dealt with just by sheer, the sheer act of making it present acknowledging the, the painfulness And uh, in the act of acknowledgement, being more aware, um, not trying to fix it, not blaming it, not flustering about it, not feeling overwhelmed by it, just kind of touching into it. And in a way one can heal this in one's body, Um, again using that term in a contemplative sense, not the flesh body, but the contemplative body the body that we experience as we contemplate. The energy body I've called it. Um, in a way this is the karmic storehouse. It retains the patterns. You may find in fact that as you as you witness or experience some of these things, they do they do locate themselves or tend towards particular areas of the body, maybe your head, your throat, your chest, your abdomen. In some way you get a kind of strong feeling, or feel very heavy there, or your your sense of your experience is more that way, or one side of your body. Mm. So there is a, a relationship there, and <coughs> <coughs> um, just being, just working with, uh, doing some, some, um, you know. Be work healing on that level mm. through 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 uh, through being present the mind or we say um, Using awareness, so that's the that's the other kind of um, phrase I'm using, which is kind of the same thing, but it's more experienced more as an agile or expansive state of, of knowing which is non conceptual. It's just the sense of being aware, being bright, being with it, yeah. You know. So it, it's more, it seems to be more of that level. In a way, the, the two presence and awareness are two sides of the same thing. Awareness is more, that, that inclination is more associated with the, the Panya faculties, the knowingness faculties, which are about investigation, discernment, consideration, reflection, um, and so on. We, we, we turn towards something. Uh-huh, that's the point. Is it really there? And we investigate. We get past the bluffs that it comes up with you know, or, the, or the, the ways it tries to not be investigated, like shrugging it off. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Or oh, think about that tomorrow. Or oh, it's not really a problem. Wait a minute, if it's not really a problem. Why does it keep coming back? You know? And you're just investigating in, into it. Um, and then, bringing these uh, signs, or contemplating in terms of these signs, the sign of change, changeability, sign of dukkha, um, incompleteness, unsatisfactoriness, stress. Where's the stress here? Where's the stru- where's the suffering here? What's the What's the real core of this problem? Hmm. Is it the person, or is it the aversion to the person, or is it not wanting to acknowledge one is averse to the person? Where where actually do you you see it in that way? Where can you unhook the solidity of an experience and let it be dynamic again? Mm. I'd suggest that that, that, um, whichever way one's practising or in whichever way it seems more appropriate. That the, the fundamentally the practice is, is referring to something that seems substantial, like a person or an event, oneself, uh, one's mind, one's body, um, the monastery, whatever, or the, even a or even a state of mind as as something that actually is me is substantial and take it into something that's actually dynamic, even if it's, it's unpleasant, slippery, mm-hmm. uh, messy, raw, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a, no longer a, a solid thing, it's a living thing. That is, is um, so we come from being uh, a Dhamma that ex- experience the self into being more like an effect, mm. a vibrational thing. A messy thing, but uh, you know, tremendously alive. Um, and then from that, being able to look at what it is that's engendering that particular activity, what's bringing up the heat, what's bringing up the frozen state, what's bringing up the panic, mm. as something much more like the particular feeling mm. or you know, the impression. Feeling pleasant, painful, neutral, the impression, being got at, being rejected, being a loser, being on top of everything, being a winner even. Anything, so you get these perceptual impressions that give rise to particular feeling tones and because of that get substantiated into I am this, he is that, they are this, she was that, and so on. Just noticing how this can, you know, how you, these things can run, So, and, so I was just saying the other night, listening, you know, listening to the stone saw, you know, you can get, hear this sound, and then just listening, and not actually looking, just listening to the sound, and mind can actually bring up these pictures of people making this sound, no longer say it's people making the sound, so you know that's the first thing, you know, it's you know, fair, fair deduction, I mean, stone swords generally don't operate on their own, but you know, you can't actually see anybody, and then you start to imagine them, and, you know, and eventually you see them there, people who are looking round to see, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get at you, you know. <laughs> And so you can actually kind of run these different things. Like, you know, either thinking about oh, there is noble heroes working on building the dumb hall for the sake of sentient beings. You know, that's one that thing you can substantiate it like that. Or it's completely insensitive oaths, you know, uh, and so on. You know, you can kind of get these things. And it, and actually just being able to play with some of these caricatures that the mind makes. And then the, the caricature of myself, you know, say this sound is stopping me from you know, some other particular wonderful state that I'd be in. Actually, as soon as it stops, i start kind of fantasizing about <laughs> this sound, the other one just just cutting off my ability to proliferate and other things. So, you know, it can, bring up, it can bring up the feeling, for me, like of the got at, you know, the person who has to bear with all this stuff that kind of thing the burdened one so I have I have that kind of uh, you know effect going for me the burdened one and notice actually that um, as you may you may recognise I actually seek out opportunities to be burdened <laughs> you know, it's a karmic pattern yeah. so you know, as, as, I, as I reflect on it I don't understand it quite but uh, you know I do someone who does take on quite a lot often when it's not really necessary often people say, oh don't worry about it and I pick it up Uh, and kind of compulsively and then I notice also that, that then I can get into a kind of you know, it goes that way and then feeling ought to or it's a good thing to do and then can spin the other way into a feeling of resentment like it's been done to me rather than I picked it up and I've noticed that getting, you know I mean, we'd be more clear about it. Because it would be easy end up giving out um, the wrong messages. You know, people actually um, not understanding. Because right? I don't entirely understand it myself. Mm. So, in finding it very difficult to say, well, no, I'd, I'd like to take a break right now. That's probably, to me, one of the most difficult Phrases to use. Um, now, I, I, right now, I haven't got time, or I'd like to take a break now, or I'm not interested. Very, you know, very difficult phrase to say. So, i had to actually train myself to make it a point, you know, for my own karma to consider, unless I'm disappointing somebody. You know, I have, to disu- I have to make it a practice. I, I should be disappointing people, <laughs> <laughs> not all the time, but you know, now and then. You're not always the same person. Either. <laughs> I sort of share it around a bit, just for my own practice of feeling that sense of having to 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 do everything, and be everything, and fix everything, make everything work, yeah. Yeah. and then actually feeling a lot more happy and. Uh, free about uh, offering and helping and, and enjoying it much more so in, in terms of the overall effects personally i don't find it doesn't make that hasn't made a tremendous amount of difference to just a little bit difference to the amount of stuff I take on but actually in terms of the quality of what I do then there's an overall sense of much greater happiness and ease and real freedom and willingness rather than feeling burdened Just trying to work with that particular karmic pattern. First of all, by acknowledging it. First of all, by seeing what it does. First of all, by not not dismissing it. but Not saying, oh, never mind, or you'll get over it, or it's just one of those things, or life's like that. These kind of, you know, even Buddhist catchphrases, like, well, this is samsara, or it's dukkha. And you see these kind of verbal losses, which are kind of convincing just there to say, don't don't investigate this, don't look at this and say, well, yeah, even though it is dukkha, I don't, you know just to look into that um, and see that the uh, the way that one's life can actually keep bringing up these same kind of scenarios time and time again, from being you know, feeling unloved or feeling You know, one is doing all the work, or feeling guilty, or feeling dutiful, and getting stuck into these same patterns time and time again. Because one has not really contemplated or allowed oneself to experience the resentment, or the anger, or the fear. As a, as a living thing, a, a messy thing like that yeah. or the grief or whatever it is, it's kind of messy humiliating thing like that so that's, that's one of the challenges of the practice to actually op- unpack to open up some of these things so we come into something that's actually alive, dynamic don't I don't know what to do with it, can't contain it as such. Well, I can contain it in terms of don't have to physically act upon it, but really don't, don't have a phrase for it, don't have a neat place to put it anymore. Can't just lock it up in my body somewhere. In a kind of hunched shoulder, or a tight jaw, or a locked eyeball, or a clenched solar plexus. Shut down gut, or whatever it is, you, where you put yours. <laughs> yeah, you can actually feel the body kind of creating these little suitcases in your body, <laughs> where all that stuff is, and so it's locked in there. You start to unlock it. It's Pandora's box opens, as it were. Ooh, and, ah! <laughs> and then you think, oh meditate, you know, get the lid on, lock it up again, be more mindful, close it down, get concentrated, shut it down. You know, this is not really, not fluent enough, not agile enough, not, not in touch, not realistic. So if we come back to the, 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 the dynamic of it, which is often awkward, um, dis- shocking sometimes um, intimate and uh, that's the place where it's still it's in that kind of volatile state that's the place that's the only place where you can really get around to healing it it's locked up it's like a you could unbandage the wound if it's locked up you don't heal it um and of course, um, mm-hmm. it's it's not doesn't it's not a quick fix it job. Healing it through body, healing it through mind. In a way, um, the two have to work together. The sense of some have done the sense of, of embodiment, presence, stability, ballast, if you like, gravity however you like to put it, holding, being present with that, and mind investigating, touching, soothing, <coughs> you know, intending, you know, actually using the agility of awareness to, to, to uh, work around those things. And awareness, of course, will, will, as it's really, will as it's will also have those kind of patterns in it. You know, the same kind of primary patterns. One uh, will be frightened of fear. One will be, you know, one will not easily be aware of it. One will tend to justify it or react to it or or repress it or blame it. One mm-hmm. will not easily. One's awareness will not easily steady and, and contemplate and, and investigate these things, because it also has the, really the flip side of presence or the same thing as presence. You know, just one side of it looks like being something, the other side looks like knowing something, but really being, knowing is the same, same thing. So the knowing itself is afflicted. Yeah. But between the two When one develops the path, then it's being able to get enough of the presence and enough of the knowing and using the qualities of both of them to stabilize each other. Like a couple of drunks who probably one can't stand up on his own, but two together can totter along the road kind of propping each other up as they lean from one side to the other. (laughs) That's... This way, you know, even an afflicted presence and awareness just by bonding together gets something going, and that's more or less what it's like meditating. (laughs) Not like being one drunk, but like being two drunks, (laughs) tottering along the road in the dark. Notice it, it say in the, the in the sutta the painful the pleasant feeling uh, because of what b- the body is developed. So the tendency towards uh, greed, lust, passion, excitement. You know, this the, the grounding, stabilizing, earthing effect of of body of being just present. If you like the, the embodiment experience. Is is uh, a like earth? It's it sort of it takes the charge out, it neutralizes like lightning hitting the earth. It takes the charge out of the the r- rapturous sense of pleasure. Mm. And of course, this is most you know. When you're developing samadhi, then then this is to deal with really with rapture itself you know which is a uh, uh, skillful pleasant um, mood emotion, and then just being able to to by referring that to one's whole body taking it into one's whole body the the sense of the body the sense of presence actually contains that because rapture is an ex- is a pervasive subusive even can be even marvelly explosive you yeah is something that tends to move out of boundaries so you actually establish a boundary around, of that around it, that holds it and then within that just being able to calm ease that holding it in the body and using something like the breath or the elements of the body or even referring moving one's energy around in the body moving it down um, so that in other words the mind doesn't get hold of it Mm. One masters one's pleasure. So, um, certainly, I notice in my own experience. Then, pleasure it, it can be difficult. Um, you know, for me, it's realizing that often it's the inability to handle pleasant things that's uh, that's difficult. Mm. You know, getting swept away by it, overexcited. By it. Even, even not terribly coarse ways, not like just blind lust or greed, but the sense of just being buzzy and uh, just a bit exuberant, playful. Yeah. And then getting kind of my mind starts of buzzing and trilling. And I start thinking these wonderful thoughts. <laughs> Great ideas. And, oh, is it lovely? So, you know, I could write a poem about it, do a painting, tell somebody about it, write a book about it, oh go and look at that, you know. And just get really kind of really buzzy, like a little chirpy bird. And after a while you think, oh yeah, shut up <laughs> 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 You know, when you've given yourself two hours of bases. And young grandpa. Yeah, okay. You know, Shut up. I've heard it. <laughs> Another thing. <wasn't> it? <laughs> you go and look at some of oh, them. This is really wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and you get quite excited. So this is even just not even particularly coarse things, but how it just tears the fabric of the body. the Body of Samani just goes into rags. Yeah. As if with a lovely, lovely, buzzy glow, but not much in terms of real, um, uh, you know, ongoing embodiment. Mm. Being able to master it, just by, by holding it in, in terms of body, walking, sitting, you know, taking it back to just presence, listening. Now it just tears the fabric of the body, the body of Somali just goes into rags, with yeah. a the lovely, lovely buzzy glow, but not much in terms of real and, uh, you know, ongoing embodiment. Mm. Being able to master it, just by, by holding it in, in terms of body, walking, sitting, you know, taking it back to just presence, listening, I tell the story of old Sister Upala, who's the dear old sister who is a bit sort of wobbly on the, on the mentals. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes through these kind of very strong mood swings from you know, states of extreme panic and fear into states of great elation. Yeah. And, uh, and they had difficult wa- different ways of dealing with it when she gets into these really bad states of panic and fear. And then the another would say to her, Sister Upala, take the refuges immediately. <laughs> and she'd go, oh, sorry, oh, and, You know, she actually kind of calmed down. You know. And then when she get very excited, you know, she wanted to go and, and uh, see, I see made her and tell him, I've seen Ben oh, I've seen something, you know and he'd say, Yes, Sister Upala. she'd say and also, I've seen it, it the things arise and pass and he'd say very good, Sister Upala, you know, It's wonderful, you know. So, you know, just kind of, just a calm, you know, not, not adding more to it, but just fine, fine. Just hold it there. So I do that to myself you now, and I get these kind of buzzy thoughts to say, "Very good, Sister Upala. <laughs> 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 When it gets really bad, take the refuges immediately. <laughs> it's just like a kind of, hey, you know, <laughs> just providing something, some sort of context to, to hold these, these 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 swings, even when they're not terribly, you know, outrageous anymore. They're kind of fairly within the framework of the of Dharma. Sometimes the mastering pleasant feeling just trying to be aware and spread over your whole body. Down to the feet and the hands, mm-hmm. the legs, the head, the neck the whole of it. And I think body is a very useful reference just um, a- as a way of of, stop it, of letting energies balance out rather than bunch up or spin out into mental stuff, which is where so often it goes. You get a particular movement and it, the mind or the thinking process, the emotional process, catch it and it goes into a tremendous vortex and you spin out and you're out for hours, days, uh, and in that process, one etches a little deeper a particular proclivity or tendency in the mind. This is what we must try to curtail, the furtherance of karma in this way. This is where the karma gets laid down further and further. This is what, above all, we must uh, be realistic about. You know, whatever we do, we try to to, to lessen uh, those those... Tendencies for birth and rebirth, this is really, you know, very fundamental. However, you do that, you know, being able to, with the mind, look into the painful, the disagreeable. So, we may experience a, a particular scene or event or mood. Or person, or oneself, you know, as that which is giving rise, or which is encapsulates a particular unpleasant feeling. Sometimes this is oneself, a painful feeling. Mm-hmm. One doesn't like oneself, and then uh, you, you know, there's a certain. Um, there's a contractiveness around that, it can be expressed bodily, bodily expression of it. You know, so if you like, not go into a bodily opening of that, mm-hmm. if it's in a particular part of your body, uh, or a particular gesture or mode of your body, the body kind of dra- dragging itself around, crumpled up, The uh, body feels tense and tight, you feel a particular part of your body, where that, which is associating with that, and then being out using the mind to investigate, investigate carefully. It's not just kind of cross examination, but careful exploration. What is the, the feeling here? What's the end result? What's the volatile state which produces that? You know that that seemingly Fixed or seeming substantiality at the end of it—is it to do with, say, anger? Um, Do we fear? Sadness? A mixture of all of them, probably. What is stronger? But we tell we, and if you like, you what investigating it like. As what does it need? Mm. Perhaps. What does it need to be able to to uh, hold this? What is it about? it seems to me that um, one thing that I bear in mind a lot uh, just some results of exploration is is a lot of um, painful things, it's just the need to be something and the frustration of not being something or imagining or the, uh, the need to be something imagining one is something else imagining one is the you know, the flawed, the imperfect, the rotten, the incapable, the lazy and so forth, and wanting to be, or not wanting to be that, wanting to be something else, wanting to be the the bright, the courageous, the intelligent, the devoted and so forth. Hinging around being and not being. And very often, in that, just in that examination, in that investigation, evaluation, you, it kind of, once one's begun to experience these, these shadow persons that one is, or, or seem to be, or that other people, seem to be, but primarily what the shadow person that one seems to be. And the image that one would like to be, or whatever. You know, and looking at it in those terms. Mm-hmm. It becomes much more being out actually being able to, to hold that, to 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 be with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the agility of the mind, if this, this approach through the mind, through awareness, the agility of the mind can make that whole thing so malleable, that you can be whatever you like. Mm. You can be whatever you like. It's right there, you're, you're at, the, at the place where being arises, where the sense of being something arises. There's no need to be what your habit, what that particular habit assumes you to be. You can be whatever you like. It's just like, you know, the, the person behind the stone saw can be the hero or the idiot. Yeah. Or neither. Or anything. It doesn't really matter. So instead of just continually regenerating that same person, that same sense of being something, yeah. one can generate anything else. It's not really um, an intellectual process, it's an imaginative process. So it sounds much too, well, more contrived than it really is. Often the suggestion is made um, in that particular state. The suggestion comes up, the image comes up, what is needed here. Very often for me it's the, the, uh, the loving one or the patient one, the gentle one. Rather than the kind of rugged, dutiful one, you know, which is what you will tend to go to otherwise, or you know, the the, the one who, some something much softer. Mm. It's not a contrived thing. It's uh, something that just seems to come up almost in the very experience of that fluidity. One experiences. One, you know, the movement towards that old model, and behind it, there's some sort of echo of what is needed here to counterbalance it. In the counterbalancing of that, then both sides fade out. One is neither. That's the. That's to me is the is the consummation of it. It's not that one becomes one thing rather than the other thing. It's just that the bringing up the potential, the habitual potential of what one will tend to be, and seeing behind it the counteractive tendency. Putting them together neutralizes both, and there is no being. Something like that. You know, this is not easy to talk about. But you'll get it, you know, if you if you use your you use your agility your awareness you'll get it uh, what is needed is really the encouragement to to uh, unpack uh, the solidities um, to enter into the the dynamic and to have um, the confidence um, the perseverance, the support to really look into that, what one is being, about to be, what is about to be born, the Gandabha. And, you know, just you don't have to be that, you don't have to go that way. Painful feeling. To be called, to be looked at, to be investigated. Now for. For any of this, you do need you do need to have um or the uh, or be or have the ongoing development of of these the bodies the body of dharma the body of dharma we could say is the body uh, of virtue uh, mm. the body of collectedness, composure concentration the body of um, discernment your ability to look into this and that, this is because of that. That arises with this. This is changing. That's not actually a solid self. That's a that's a, a mood. That discerning thing that, that sees the differences and sees things as they are. Particularly the cause and effect and impermanence. Those are where the, the key things that break up the solidity of experience into just causative tendencies. Mm. The body of Banya, then the uh, body of knowledge and insight, the body of liberation. So these are the the Aryan bodies. But the learner's body, the body of virtue, body of collectedness the body of of, of Bunya of knowing mm.
1: and again
0: with these we can make them into you know what kind of body you want Rock Hudson Racker Welsh or what no you know you can just be a kind of fairly spindly little body but you've got two arms and two legs and you know, it to be kind of you know that massive on it you know, like, like decent and you not know, totally scrambled I mean <laughs> collected Composed and you know be able to kind of focus and and sustain attention, and then you know if you develop it around and look at things in terms of change, you know one isn't getting any more reflective than that. But eventually, got the kind of uh, at least a body that's got all the bits to it. Only you put them together and you keep strengthening. Then eventually, you get into something that's a bit stronger and more able to go into 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 very. Touchy stuff and very um, um, deep stuff. But it does graduate. You know. If one doesn't have the body of, of, of knowledge, then one at least cultivates the body of collectedness. If one doesn't have the body of collectiveness, at least cultivates the body of virtue. Um, any of these bodies will give rise to a quality of, you know, Stability, you know, which is what the sense of a body, is presence, and stabilised, and there's knowing. One is able to discern. We have that same feature. With virtue, obviously, the sense of this is what I do, I do not do. This, this is what I am. And there's, there's a state, of stability there. There's a presence there, and there's agility. And looks and investigates into the moral causes and the moral moral So there's a there's a body there. And from that you again, you know, you can develop the other bodies from that. When we're doing something like meditation exercises, it's not to discount virtues at all. You know that, that they are the primary instigators of mindfulness and recollection. And then being able to develop, say, the body, walking body the sitting body, the breathing body, the standing body, the reclining body. Mm. Yeah. And the, so that, that you get a sense of the whole presence of embodiment when you go through some of these exercises. So you develop the, that, the, the body of collectedness, and then the body of wisdom, you able to analyze, investigate what's happening.